BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It is the early line here on a Wednesday morning. It's hour number two of this show on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. And for the entire hour here, we will be talking Major League Baseball, going through World Series winners, awards markets, as well as a futures pick six, which looks like it'll have a lot of juice here for the folks that want to get involved. Before, we're going to start this off with the AL MVP award. Shohei Otani deserves his own segment. Aaron Judge deserves his own segment. So we're going to get into that here. But before we do, DRS vibe check. Tomorrow at this time, we'll be breaking down full slate of Major League Baseball. How do we feel heading into the season? You know what? I was feeling much better five minutes ago until I swung over to the fans <laughs> of Sportsbook. Like, ooh, let me get my hands on some of this action here. Let me see some favorites, big-name pitchers on the mound. And then I started scrolling through. Like, These first five numbers, Kevin? Six and a half, seven totals for the game Mm -hmm. no they're actually the live ones and it's not because we know that the ball is even more less juice now it's not that they're going to hold on on the shift we're not going to do that till may april we're just going to try to work some Mm -hmm. things out there are absolute dominant pitchers on the mound so preface this by saying if you love to jump in and take overs it's fine cheer it on you'll do well hopefully but if you can wait kevin like thursday's opening day friday Saturday and Sunday are probably going to be pretty good days. Why? Because the third and fourth pitchers come into the equation. They're not stretched out. The bullpen's not all the way there. Maybe you have to wait a day or two because if you're looking to jump in, there's way too many six and a halfs on the board to get excited because pitchers might rule the roost tomorrow. Well, two, two things with that. One, get ready for me tomorrow to say, hey, we got to go over on every six and a half game because the new Uh, rules and six and a half shouldn't exist. But also, weatherman Donnie is fully in effect yep. tomorrow. That when, when, we're break, when we're breaking down March baseball, it's still March. Yeah. Weatherman is still in effect. That's going to be a big part of what we're bringing to the table. Let's talk about Shohei Otani. Let's talk about the AL MVP award. A Los Angeles angel being booked well in front of everybody else in this market is hardly new. It's just a different angel. Shohei Otani is plus 220. He won this two years ago. Aaron Judge is your second option, 7-1. to one. His historic season saw him bring this home last year. Trout, 8-1. to one. Julio Rodriguez, 9-1. to one. Jordan Alvarez at 12-1. to run. 12 to one. Rounds out the top five. My Otani take is this. If he is healthy and not traded to a National League team in the middle of the season, he is winning AL MVP. He got first place votes last year, despite the fact that Judge... Broken American League home run record while pushing for the Triple Crown. That is how much Otani is valued, and I'm not saying it's even inaccurate. And I don't think, sorry, Aaron Judge, I don't think you're going to go and hit another 60-plus home runs and bat 300 as it's some routine thing to do. And Mike Trout, listen, I, I really like Mike Trout, but I can't possibly be betting him in the futures market here. How I'm trusting him to stay healthy is beyond me. I don't know if you could argue there's value on Otani at plus 220, but if the health is there and he stays in the American League, I don't see any way he doesn't win his second MVP award. There's there's no value on Otani. Is he the best player in baseball? Yes, he is. But hear me out on this. It's a plus 220 price here. 
if he does stay healthy in pitches, if he does stay healthy in hits, he's far and away the MVP candidate that you're going to want to ride to the window. But having said that, Kevin, I just feel like, again, it's human nature. Pitchers, more than anything else, they're going to take a beating. Who knows if he can throw 200 innings? Who knows if that shoulder is going to flare up? And I just feel like, Kevin, he can actually win the MVP award by as a hitter all by himself. As we welcome in the radio audience here, you're watching and listening live to the early line on a Wednesday morning. It's Donnie and Kevin, Sirius XM Channel 159. It's Major League Baseball that we're hitting right now in the MVP markets. But as we look at that with Otani, if he doesn't be able to, let's just say he gets through May and in June the shoulder flares up, hey, let's not risk it. We'll shut him down. Even though he might be able to hit 290, Kevin, with 40 home runs, I just feel that as his notches, he can pitch and hit. So he gets the nod. And if he does those fairly well, he'll win MVP. But as we know with pitchers, and especially pitchers, Kevin, that throw gas, high 90s, electric stuff here in off speed. You put a lot of torque on that elbow. He's worth a lot to that franchise. They'd more than quickly mm -hmm. shut him down from pitching just to have his bat in the lineup. That's the only reason why I'm saying. But to your point, if Otani stays healthy, which means pitching and hitting, who can touch the guy? Nobody. No, no, no nobody really can. And, and again, especially when Judge, you would expect to just have a, a lesser season and you don't trust Trout to be healthy. Options two and three don't feel like they make enough sense. You know, he, and then take it, you know, is Jordan Alvarez, does he play DH too much? Because we, we know wins above replacement, war is going to matter a ton. And that impacts. I remember last. Thing, ah, so crazy. Yeah. Someone, someone last year said, "Man, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about." Of course, Jordan's WAR is lower. He doesn't play defense. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, that's a big thing that works against Jordan Alvarez, Donnie, in winning MVP when the then the WAR statistic matters as much as it does to the winner of this award." Yes, and also, Kevin, oh, you're missing the biggest thing. Like, what's the reason why Otani can't win this award here or Mike Trout? Did you miss oh. it? Like, come on now. Right, you I mean, know if what? If you play on the same team, you split votes. Right. That's what happens here in Major League Baseball. Come on, lead with it. And so we would have to imagine then what? Trout's going to have to bow out and be injured so Otani can actually win this? Or, Donnie, Otani gets traded in the middle of the season and he goes to like minus 700 to win this award. Now that he doesn't have to split the vote with Mike Trout. Yeah. Is that the, the, the new angle there? No, that's why the guy in third place. All that's why he, Judge might be a hand shot to win this now because he's not going to split any votes. Genius. Certainly not with Anthony Rizzo. DJ LeMahieu will be on that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. talk about all of the awards outside of AL MVP, but I want to bring in something that's correlated here. The favorite to win the American League Cy Young is Jacob deGrom at plus 550. DeGrom to win AL MVP is 100 to 1. 
I know that we, you know, question how live pitchers are in MVP markets. Obviously, uh, it is a big part of Otani's rep that he does pitch, but it's pitching and hitting. Here's the thing with DeGrom. I was unfortunately uh, unable to see out what would have been, I felt like, a pretty uh, impressive call two years ago. Preseason, talked about DeGrom winning MVP in the National League in 2021. And in 2021, he had an outrageous 1.08 ERA and was going to was the favorite to win MVP. Cy Young was wrapped up. The Cy Young award was already his. He was the favorite to win MVP. And then he got hurt because that's kind of the story of Jacob deGrom, isn't it? And he not only didn't, of course, win the NL MVP that season, he did not win NL Cy Young either. Last year, deGrom came back and, well, deGrom missed a whole lot of the first uh, half of the season because that's kind of the deal with Jacob deGrom. So now we are here. He's a Texas Ranger. Nobody thinks he's anything other than the best pitcher in baseball, and that's allowed him to now be the favorite to win the AL Cy Young. But, Donnie, as we talk about betting into injury-prone guys, can you really trust Jacob deGrom in an awards market at this point? I don't know if you can. Like, let's just take Jacob deGrom's career. Hey, he's going to start. He's going to be healthy opening day. Yeah, there's a legitimate chance he can take down a Cy Young. I think we can all agree upon that. It's plus 550, but your question is valid also from a standpoint of he was used to his ways, Kevin, in New York. Pitching in the National League, which for many, many years didn't even have a DH. Now we actually have a DH in both leagues, so that takes that argument out. Oh, it's going to be easier if he pitches in the National League than, let's just say, in the American League because you get an extra three strikeouts a game, and you get the drift here. You're not facing a full lineup all the way through. But now he goes down to Texas here. Now he's in the American League. It's a different ballpark. It's a different team. How does he ingratiate himself? He's used to taking the mound at City Field where he knows everything about that ballpark. Now he's in a brand-new environment. How will he hold up? Do we sort of look at this and go, like, yeah, technically it's a home game, but is it really a home game for Jacob deGrom who's probably pitched there, if he's lucky, a handful of games over the years? And that grand, maybe even less than that mm-hmm. since that's a pretty new ballpark down there. That's what I look at. I'm trying to punch holes in great pitchers, and it seems like one of the easier holes to punch actually would be Jacob deGrom. How long is he going to last? Is he going to pitch 200, 200 innings? Is he going to pitch fine in that ballpark? There's a little bit too many question marks for me just to sit back and rely on and go, okay, if he's healthy the whole year, of course he has a legitimate chance. But isn't that the big question? If he's going to be healthy for the entire season. It, it absolutely is the big question. I'll, I'll make this point. We'll do some player, you know, uh, specific futures and and uh, the pick six. DeGrom is a strikeout prop on FanDuel for this a season-long number of 188 and a half. And I'm sure some people are going to look to bet under that and say, oh, he won't stay healthy. Based on DeGrom's K per nine, which has been over 14 two years in a row, he only needs to throw 130 innings to clear that prop. Like, that is a number to me that is very tempting to bet the over and just say, look, maybe DeGrom's not going to give me 200 innings like you would obviously love to see from a pure ace, but if DeGrom can give you 150, he's going to strike out well over 200 batters to then start to bring in the national league side of this donnie the nl mvp favorite is juan soto you then get mookie Betts, ronald acuna jr and then one of the more surprising names to see this high fernando tatis jr at 10 to 1 i know the talent's there he's suspended to start the season i cannot believe that fernando tatis number i know that doesn't exactly give people juice on who to bet by me saying not fernando tatis jr but I can't, not Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I, I cannot believe that that is his price in this market. The talent is there. If he wasn't injured and there was suspension, maybe he would already have an MVP. How crazy that sounds with how young he is into his career. But at the same time, doesn't it also tell you how good the San Diego Padres are? Juan Soto in the driver's mm. seat here. Not far behind Fernando Tatis. A few spots behind him, Manny Machado. Now, you know, I always like to joke and saying, like, hey, you got two guys on a team splitting votes. Now you got three at this point, which, granted, if some guy runs away within the Padres are good and Tatis hits 45 home runs, it's probably going to be the MVP of the National League. But it is really 
really wide open at this point. And if I'm looking for myself, like I think Trey Turner has a legitimate chance in Philadelphia at 11 to 1 to win that. Bryce Harper is going to be down for a few months here. They lost Reese Hoskins. He might have to pick up even more slack at the plate. Stolen bases might be a little bit easier this year because you can't throw over six times and the bags are wider, mm -hmm. which gives you an extra chance to slide in there and hang on if you're a speed demon like he is. But if I'm really going to put money down, some, hey, Donnie, why don't you take a long shot here? I mean, you could take Freddie Freeman and Paul Goldschmidt or Austin Riley, but Mookie Betts fits square there, plus 950. I look at that Dodgers mm -hmm. lineup, and it doesn't look like that monster lineup of the past, like, five years that every single player looks like they're going to be an all-star, but he's the king of kings out there. I would take a shot at Mookie Betts at plus 950 because I think he can really shine in that lineup as far and away the best player they have. I, I think that's more than understandable. I think his, his teammate and Freddie Freeman at 14 to one jumps off the, the page. The fact that Paul Goldschmidt, who won this award last year, is 15 to one is pretty yeah. interesting. And again, 15 to one, it doesn't sound like that's super long odds, but look at how many guys are in front of him Freeman, Machado, Arenado, Turner, Tatis Jr., Acuna Jr., Betts, and Soto. To quickly bring up your guy here, uh, what do we expect? Bryce Harper's 80 to one. What is the. What is the expectation in terms of when we could potentially see Bryce? Or is that still just completely up in the air right now? And that's why this number is so long. It's not up in the air. But again, when you're taking a look at the MVP market, Kevin, baseball more than any other sport is all about the numbers. If Bryce Harper comes back, now Grant, let's play what we think is going to happen with Bryce Harper this year. The early indications when he got his surgery in the offseason was he's probably going to appear a conservative number around the all-star break, which puts you into July. It's like, man, he's going to miss half the yeah. season here. Well, when he showed up to camp, he was a little bit ahead of schedule, but also keep in mind, people, the advent of putting in the DH helps this out because maybe mm -hmm. his arm isn't there, but he can swing the bat like he did last year. The Phillies, Kevin, didn't even put him on the 60-day IL because they think there's a good chance that he's going to be back sooner than 60 days from now as opposed to the all-star break. So there is a chance he can come back and catch lightning, but at the same time, Let's just say again, uh, Mookie Betts, I'm just using numbers out here, 45 home runs. Yeah. But if you take a look at, you know, Harper has got 35 home runs. And while he played 20 more games or 20 less games at that point, it doesn't matter. We look at the statistics here, and I think he's going to be too far behind because let's just say you play the entire month of April, he's not there. He comes back May 21st. Kevin, we're looking at 30-plus games here. That's hard to make up an RBI in home runs at that point when that's mm -hmm. what we're going to be grading them on. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's it's a great breakdown there, and that's why that number is at 80-1 to 1 for Bryce Harper. Quickly to bring in NL Cy Young, uh, Sandy Alcantara is the favorite at plus 500, won this last year. Corbin Burns is at 6-1, to 1. newly acquired Justin Verlander, 7-1. to 1. His teammate Scherzer, 8-1, to 1. everybody else 10-1 to 1 or longer. Did anybody catch your eye in this market preseason? I mean, you know what? You, you take a look again at Alcantara, who was sensational last year, and you see him in the favorite in the clubhouse, you know, much different than you just talked about Paul Goldschmidt, not the favorite in the clubhouse. He just won an MVP. Right. But sometimes you have to take a look at where you play, Kevin, and you do play in that giant ballpark down there in South Florida. Now, I do think they actually made some adjustments to the park itself, which may hurt because usually it's always under. So you go down there, oh, Alcantara's on the mound. What are they going to get? A maximum of two runs because nobody can hit a home run down here. That's going mm -hmm. to factor in. But I still look at some of the aces that are like Max Scherzer with the Mets. He's going to, and I, I know it's not really an award where it's how many games you win anymore in the season. I went 18 and four. That doesn't matter. It's all about, you know, your percentages, you know, your whip and all that good stuff. But Max Scherzer at eight to one, he's always going to be way up there for me. I would look at that. I think that's a solid price for Max. Look, I think it is kind of interesting to take a look at Julio Urias, who is at 20 to 1. Last year, led the NL in yeah. ERA and is going to very likely get the ball for the Dodgers, uh, I believe, on opening day there. I know war matters more than pitcher wins, but if things are close and he's the 20 game winner by playing on that outrageous Dodger team, could that matter? I think it very well could. 20 to 1 is a tempting number. Speaking of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who is going to win? The World hmm. Series, something that often the Dodgers are trying to be in the mix for. We'll break that down after a break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Every day, our world gets a little more connected but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Back with you here on the early line. Let's talk about the odds to win the World Series. This is a market that I do feel like has often been uh, started at all times with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It is not. It is the reigning defending Houston Astros who are the favorites at 6-1. to one. There are five teams that are underneath the 10-1 to one marker. Joining the Astros are the Braves and the Dodgers. Then it's the Yankees. And the Mets, that 10-to-1 spot there, sixth overall, belongs to the San Diego Padres, who, of course, remain busy and aggressive, uh, bringing in Soto last year at the deadline, bringing in Xander Bogarts uh, this past offseason as well. If you want, you can push down this board a a little bit, right? A a team like the Chicago White Sox had a lot of expectations just a year ago. They're at 35-to-1. Uh, The San Francisco Giants are at 50-to-1. That's a team that two years ago had baseball's best record. Unsurprisingly, that came crashing down last season. Could they be a rebound team? Everybody's darling. The Baltimore Orioles are at 101. Just to give you an idea where all of these teams sit. To start with the runner-up, I think, Donnie, and then we'll kind of unveil who we actually think is going to win this year. Who do you see as your team that will just fall short of winning the World Series? But, of course, if they're going to make that Uh, World Series, they still would present some value in the market. It's a team that we, quite frankly, see there each and every year. And unless you're from that city, you probably have a disdain for the Houston Astros. But as much as I don't like the Astros, who beat my Philadelphia Phillies last year in the World Series, they had the cheating allegations here. It's easy to hate on this team. But the one thing you can't hate is actually how good and talented they are. Even though it seems like on a year-to-year basis, they lose really good players. But somehow, depending on what's going to take place and which pitchers they bring up, they're still just as dominant every year. And also this year, Kevin, to start out the campaign. Jose Altuve is going to be down for about 10 weeks. And I'm still believing in the Houston Astros because as long as they make the playoffs, they're going to be a tough out. Pena, Tucker, Bregman, Alvarez, Jose Abreu coming over from the Chicago White Sox. And when Altuve gets back into that lineup, certainly going to be more devastating. But the pitching matches, hey, look at this, man. They used to have a Garrett Cole. They used to have a Verlander who are no longer there. Valdez, Javier, Urquidy, Garcia, Hunter Brown. All valuable pitchers to still have. And the one thing you can always lean on with the Astros is a really, really good bullpen. So even though you're going to lose some pitchers, as we did last year, once again, for the Astros, you're down Altuve, maybe your best overall player for about three months of the season, it feels like. I still feel at the end of the day, if they're in the playoffs, they are a tough out and still may be the cream of the crop, Kevin, in the American League. I think uh, one of the strong points or selling points for the Astros. I mean, obviously the roster is incredibly talented, but if you look at the competition for the other top dogs, right? So the Braves and the Mets are here inside under 10 to one, the Dodgers and the Padres are all very tight. And then not far behind the Yankees, you see the Toronto Blue Jays at 12 to one. We got to go to 20 to 1. The Seattle Mariners, the 10th best odds, or tied for the 9th best odds with the Rays to get to the next AL West team. And then the LA Angels are at 40 to 1. That is, I think, something that kind of works in the Astros' favor is that you'd be absolutely stunned they didn't win their division. And that puts them in a very, very good position there. Part of the reason 
I don't have the Astros, is it is very difficult to do what they would be trying to, which is get back to a third World Series. No team has been able to go to three consecutive World Series since the Yankees when they kind of went from the late 90s into the thousands, the 2000s. And there have been teams with chances. There's been four different teams. There was your Phillies, right, when they played the Rays and they played the Yankees. There was that Royals team, the Dodgers a couple of times. So there have been teams that have had opportunities to try and go and make it three times in a row, and they've not been able to do it. It's one of the reasons that I don't think that the Astros will do it. And it's one of the reasons that my runner-up is the Toronto Blue Jays at 12-1. to 1. For every reason that I just mentioned with the Astros and the other team in the American League that sits in front of them is the New York Yankees at plus 850. Yes, I am a Yankee fan. But I try and tell you, folks, most unbiased man in the history of sports media. I don't know why I'm supposed to believe that this is the year for the Yankees. The Yankees' big move was retaining Aaron Judge, which is a big move. But the idea that Aaron Judge is going to be as good this year as he was last year is, for me, it feels impossible. I don't see any way that happens. Their other big move would bring in Carlos Rodon. Well, he's already injured, so that's going great. If you really believe in the Yankees, I think you have to believe in two guys, and that's DJ LeMahieu and Anthony Volpe. And if you do believe in them, I totally understand that there. But I don't want to bet the Yankees at plus 850 anymore. I'm tired of watching the Yankees get to the postseason and we go, yeah, more of the same. This team's maybe not built to win in the playoffs. The Blue Jays are a team that we have been waiting to break out in a major, major way, Donnie, and this could very well be the season. I don't have to tell you about the lineup. We know how good that is from Bo Bichette to Vlad Guerrero Jr., George Springer in that leadoff spot, but it's also how good the pitching can be. We saw Manoa take that leap last year. We know Kevin Gaussman is one of the better pitchers in baseball, and a guy like Pierce, they have young talent that could join in and make this one of the scarier rotations in baseball. I think Toronto at 12-1 to has juice here and would be my runner-up preseason World Series pick. That's big-time juice. It really does because that's a talented roster that you're expected to make that leap this year. They have everything that you need, including, Kevin, how about the Rogers Center now, moving the fences in. So if your team is mm. built on power with a couple big power batters, that's really going to help yeah. them out. And also, when we get to the pick six a little bit later in the show, an MVP may be coming out of the AL East for me. Interesting. We'll talk about that, mm -hmm. certainly. Let's talk then about who we have winning the World Series, cutting down the nets. Can we say that? Can we transfer that over? It is still March. Mm. Uh, this is last year a spot where I had anticipated the New York Mets being, and then they collapsed, and they ultimately couldn't find themselves out of the wild card round. It didn't work out for the New York Mets. This is a spot last year where I believe Donnie was uh, always backing his favorite NL West team, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers because well, the Dodgers are the most consistent thing in this sport. Donnie, the NL West, again, catches the eye, but not the Dodgers this year. Yeah, I'm going to fight the Dodgers this year. Why? Because it seems like a team that's operating as the Dodgers are playing a few hundred miles south of them, and that's the San Diego Padres. Who said spending limits are going to damage San Diego? They can't compete with San Francisco money and Dodgers money, Kevin. Yeah, check the roster here. Bogarts, <laughs> Soto, Machado, Tatis, Cronenworth, Carpenter, Kim, Grisham, Nolan, Dahl. That's a very good starting lineup to have here, and certainly implications are Maybe some MVP caliber candidates in there. So let's swing it down to the pitching staff. You Darvish, Blake Snell, Nick Martinez, Waka, and Lugo. And then you have hammers in the bullpen with Josh Hader and Luis Garcia. Kevin, everything is laid out here for the Padres to have a great season. Number one, San Francisco. That's not the team we thought they would be. This is the Buster Posey teams that every other year would win a World Series because of how talented they were. They're a shell of their former selves here. The Dodgers, who, again, we agree, can pay for any player they want but seemingly in the offseason, didn't really do all that much. Down Gavin Lux, they expected to be in their starting lineup. Will they be good, the Dodgers? Absolutely they'll be good because they have a solid team behind them in Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and certainly we know the Dodgers' checkbooks here. If they need to buy a player at the deadline, they can certainly do that. But I'm looking at the obstacles mm -hmm. to keep them down, and I keep looking at roster construction and a team that's been there, done that. Now, when I say been there, done that, winning a World Series, no. But you saw last year, Kevin, battling the Philadelphia Phillies for the right to go to the World Series. I think this is the year San Diego takes that leap. And if Fernando Tatis comes back to this lineup, Kevin, and is anywhere near what he was as a young phenom, I don't know how you stop this offense. I really don't. They look like they have the chance to be excellent. But yeah, if you're not mm. picking the Dodgers, 
I'm picking the Dodgers. Finally, the Dodgers are not being booked at like four to one to win the World Series before we play any baseball. Minus. The Dodgers, Donnie, yeah, they're the only team that you could see it have the second best odds plus 750 and be like, whoa, is that an odds boost there? But yeah. that's how consistent yep. the Dodgers are. They have the highest win total in the entire sport. And by the way, they often blow past that number. Again, it's 96 and a half. Over the last five years, if you extrapolate the shortened season, yeah. by the way, the 60-game season, over the last six years, they went under 96 and a half once. They won 92 games. The other years, they won 104 or more games. They've won the NL West nine out of the last 10 years. The exception was the year the Giants had the best record in baseball, and they only were able to get past the Dodgers by a single game because the Dodgers still won 106 games. It's just... This is the spot to me where now I can actually get the Dodgers as not the favorites, and that is basically all I needed to see. Again, what do you want me to do? Run down their lineup? You know the lineup. You know the rotation. You know the consistency. The sales pitch here for me is I can now bet the Dodgers as not the favorites. Gabe Morenci, shout out to me from you preactively because let's be honest here, if this happens, Gabe will be the happiest man in the history of the world. The Dodgers and the Blue Jays in a World Series matchup here. I don't know what he will do. I feel like his up north roots might come out and he might drop the Dodgers altogether. But I think that just getting the Dodgers as not the favorites was almost all I needed to see. I got the Dodgers winning this year's World Series. Yeah, and I guess if in Gabe's terms, if he heard you say that, well, that's going to be it. There's no way the Dodgers can win now. I mean, Kevin likes L.A., <laughs> likes LeBron. Now he likes the Dodgers? No shot. But that's probably what's going to play out. But, no, this team is built to win. This team has enough talent to win. MVP caliber mm -hmm. players. They're going to be in it. And you're right. We might see down the stretch here two 100-win 100 100 ball clubs going toe-to-toe -to -toe just to try to finally get that advantage into the playoffs. It's going to be a great baseball season. And those two teams, talking about the Dodgers and the Padres, they're going to factor in. Juice is starting to flow for people. You're excited now? Tomorrow, games, are we getting you ready? Well, we still got to pick six to go. And there's a lot of good options in this pick six. I was up late cracking the books yeah, trying to pick? find six that Let's I see. love. And I know Donnie was pick? as well. That's coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on a Wednesday morning. It's the early line. We've got 20 minutes left in the show. Tomorrow, baseball day. Looking forward to it. We're also going to have, again, tonight is a great NBA slate. So tomorrow, I'm really excited to see some of the fallout here. I do think this could be Embiid's night to flip that MVP award back. Obviously, he has to play in that game against Dallas. But I want to get to the pick six here, and then we'll button up with any other uh, items that we want to get to baseball-wise. But I want to make sure we have enough time. Here are your six options today. A win total over, a win total under, an AL division winner, an NL division winner, and then a pair of player specials. As always, when getting involved with futures, but certainly the baseball futures, you can take a bet to go outright, 
or something that you think could present value down the road. Talk to me here, DRS, your MLB Futures pick six. Yeah, let's have some fun with this because, again, everything's kicking off tomorrow. It's going to be a long season. Some, like Kevin, say 182 games. I stay standard 162 games. We'll keep it at that. Win total for me, a team that I laughed at last year. It was the Chicago Cubs. I say to myself, they're sold out every game. They won a World Series within the last decade. What happened to this organization, including Wilson Contreras, who you were supposed to trade at the deadline, got hugs, didn't get traded, and didn't help them out, and actually left the franchise anyway. I'm actually going to take them over 76 and a half now the reason i'm going to do that for my win total is i like the changes they made and it's a completely different lineup look at just the anticipated starting lineup for the cubs this year kevin dance swanson comes over as a free agent here trey mancini free agent bellinger free agent hosmer rios and barnhart all free agents you're looking at close to what seven out of nine players that are going to be completely new to this franchise here getting a go of it i just think in that central division i'm not going to say they're going to be a player and be better than the cardinals but much much better kevin than what they were last year so let's go to a failure the Cleveland Guardians the reason why I'm fading them keeping them under 86 and a half I look at the lineup like how do they win ball games here look I know the pitching staff the front end of it is talented class a is your reliever very good there I get that but I thought they overachieved quite a bit last year I think they're going to tumble a little bit I'm going to go under 86 and a half here if we're taking a look at my favorite AL division winner it's going to be the Blue Jays at plus 200 here they are ultra talented I think it's the time that they step up do I like the Yankees yeah good ball club as Kevin brought up multiple times, you signed Judge back. Yeah, we get it. But you're already banged up with some of the key players that came over in free agency. The Boston Red Sox get out of town. We always know, though, that one team lurking. No, not the Baltimore Orioles. It's the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll see what they come up with. But I'm going to take a shot here. I like the Blue Jays prospects this year. NL division winner. We just talked about it. The thing I think is going to win it all. That's the Padres. They win it all. I think they're going to be able to win the division comfortably over Mm -hmm. the Dodgers. Whether that be two games, three games, four games, so be it. Just get the winner. It's not a big price there. Plus 120, which shows you how much faith the sports books here have for the Padres to actually win their division. Let's go and have some fun and some player specials. Take a look at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to be the home run leader Kevin at 11 to 1 why does that make sense Camden Yards not the biggest ballpark even though they did move the fences back in left field Yankee Stadium not the biggest ballpark Fenway not the biggest ballpark but how about this the Toronto Blue Jays the Rogers Center they move the fences in here Vladimir is going to go off this year I love that plus 11 11 to 1 price to take him as the home run leader and another special you're talking about home runs Kyle Schwarber got off last year you know what he's going to do the same Mm. thing again this year 35 and a half home runs, Kyle Schwarber, to the over. Looking forward to Major League Baseball kicks off tomorrow. I think I got a pick six winner here, K-Dub. That's beautiful stuff. A lot, a lot of good stuff there. A lot of stuff that, I, that I'm in line with. And that Schwarber look, when I was going, and I don't know if he really could do it, but when I was looking through those NL MVP odds, again, if you wanted to kind of work down the board, Schwarber, mm-hmm. now the problem is he'll probably never have enough RBIs because he keeps hitting solo home runs to start games. But I think if Trey Turner's batting leadoff, then maybe Schwarber can hit some two-run homers. Yep. So, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, and that can honestly make no a difference shift either. when you're talking yep. MVP. I, there's going to be a couple of guys this year, and I'm, and I'm going to highlight one of them. You just actually mentioned in, in a different way that I think without the shift, things could really start to move yep. around there a little. Let's, yep. let's get into this pick six here. Win total over. Least biased man in the history of sports media. Red Sox over 78 and a half. This is an Alex Corbett. Alex Cora is one of the best managers in baseball. The Red Sox last year looked like they were on their way to disaster. They still won 78 games, and that was the only bad season he's ever had. His other three win totals, 92, 84, 108. I know they're not as talented as ever, but this team is still talented there with Rafael Devers, Alex Verdugo, and ultimately a division where I still think that I know it's very, very good. I think there's some vulnerability. I'm not sure if the Orioles are going to be as good as everybody thinks. I think that the Yankees could very well point under maybe their number as well. And the Rays, well, the the Rays were always an odd team. My under, it goes against Donnie's pick. However, it's just, it's more of a hunch than a fade of the Padres, if you will. Now, I don't know if anybody cares about the trend that in their 55 seasons as a franchise, they've only won 94 games once, but 54 and one is still 54 and one. It's more so about there have been a couple of years now. This is not the first time the Padres have had expectations on them. 
and we've seen this team fail to reach it. Last year, 89 wins, and everybody remembers two years ago where it was like, man, the Padres and the Dodgers, neck and neck, neck and neck, and then all of a sudden the Padres, I feel, I think they lost out. I think they lost their last 20 games of the season. It felt like they are 93 and a half, one of the biggest numbers on the board. I'm playing an under on that number. Pair of division winners here, both from the same state, and this is about value. To start with the AL division winner in the Chicago White Sox at 3-1. to one. This is a spot where, if you remember last year, they were supposed to be a runaway favorite in the AL Central. And a lot of the key guys are still here, from Tim Anderson to Dylan Cease. The fact that now it is the Guardians at plus 115 and the Twins at plus 180, I still think that getting the White Sox at 3-1, to one, that's how I'd rather back the White Sox. Instead of win totals there, is take bigger ticket items on a team that was supposed to be one of the very best in baseball last year, underachieved. If they bounce back, those 3-1 to one numbers in the division, their odds in the American League pennant race will all feel like great options. And then to get to the other side of the city, the Chicago Cubs at 6-1 to one to win the NL Central. Now, this is one, again, it's pure value to me. I absolutely expect the Cardinals to win this division. However, I do not like, trust, or want anything to do with the Milwaukee Brewers who are the second option at plus 165. That team could be having a good year and still trade Corbin Burns at the deadline. I have no idea what I'm ever exposed to be expecting there from the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Cubs made good moves throughout this offseason, notably Cody Bellinger. When you talk about guys that could see a big tick up from that shift going away, and not just with the bat, but Ballinger is one of the best defensive players in baseball, and that can just add a little bit more value to what the Cubs have working there, also bringing in a Dansby Swanson. I think their 6-1 to one number there could provide opportunity down the road as an NL division winner. And then a pair of player specials. And this is a spot to me where I was looking to try and beat three items here. They're both strikeout props. One on Hunter Green and one on Garrett Cole. There was two different season-long projection models that I was able to find, and I wanted to see both of those have the expectations of over. And this is where I am telling you right now you are getting the best of this number on the FanDuel Sportsbook. To start with Hunter Green, his number is 181.5. see a pair of projections that have him striking out over 200 batters. And at another place, this number is 188.5. That's great value on Hunter Green to the over. And then Garrett Cole, 224 and a half. I see a pair of projection numbers that have him striking out more than 240 batters this upcoming season. And at another place, that number was 234 and a half. Those are very strong FanDuel Sportsbook numbers if you like the over for both Hunter Green and Garrett Cole on their season-long strikeout props. That's my pick six. Yeah, who's ready for Major League Baseball opening day? These guys certainly are tomorrow. Also, the extravaganza, Kevin, all the way across the afternoon. We'll have you covered there on the radio as well. But it's time, right? It feels good to get baseball back in our lives every single day. The grind, content all the way through. I'm excited for it here. We just need some runs here. We need runs. And last year, Kevin, if you remember, throughout the month of April, it might as well have been Siberia in the Northeast. 32 degrees every day, Mm -hmm. rain and snow. Just give us a little bit of good weather to give us that kickstart here in the Northeast, and I'm going to be ready for it. But exciting times nonetheless, Kevin. Look, absolutely. And to your point, this isn't one of those things where you're sitting around all day waiting, waiting, waiting. First pitch, Yankees-Giants, 105. First pitch, Nationals-Braves, 105. We are locked and loaded right away. And we just to peek ahead a little bit at that slate tomorrow, a lot of aces on the mound, as you would anticipate, your Garrett Coles, your Max Fried, your Corbin Burns's, your Jacob DeGrom's, your Aaron Olas. Look, I don't mean to start the baseball season off with slander, and we can save this a little bit for tomorrow, but what is Patrick Corbin doing on this slate here? The Washington <laughs> National Series. We have, didn't Patrick Corbin almost get like sent down to double A last year? This guy's an opening day starter for the Washington Nationals. I'll tell you what's pretty incredible about because it leads into if this team had a competent ownership group, hey, stunned here that the Washington Wizards, you know, the, the Nationals and also the mm. Commanders don't have great ownership groups. If they just opened up their checkbook and paid their players, are we talking about multiple World Series championships here for Washington with how talented they were? And they're left to this where, hey, we're going to sell Patrick Corbin. Most people out there, Kevin, probably couldn't even need a single player in that starting lineup right now without actually having to check 
the playbill to see who's actually playing. Unbelievable. What is odd about the Nationals is we talk about, look, you win one and that will hold over most fan bases, like the Rams, mm-hmm. right? The Rams push all the way in. They win the Super Bowl. Last year was a disaster. Expectations for this year for most people is not Super Bowl. We'll see. That's hardly the point. But that's kind of the, you know, that's the ebbs and flow. That's football. For the Nationals, they didn't even get to really experience anything with their World Series champions because it happened it kind of all happens through the pandemic season, right? You you then I they well they followed it up with the 60 game shortened season, so they didn't get to celebrate is more so what I mean with their team. Bryce Harper wasn't even on the team that won the World Series. The next thing you know, Anthony Rendon's gone. Then the next thing you know, they traded Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. And then the next thing you know, they traded Juan Soto. The Nationals didn't even really get the opportunity to fail with their guys. And it's like, listen, we got to tap out. We paid the wrong people. It's just like they won a World Series, and then somehow ownership was like, we don't even have to. This is great. We can just get rid of everybody here. We already gave the fan base what they need for the next 20 seasons. Yeah, it was like they took the Marlins Emma, like, hey, man, did you see how this worked out for the Marlins? Win a World Series, sell off for the next 10 years and put all that money in your pocket and then try it again. It feels like they went about that. But did you see the names that you listed off? Still, most of them all in their prime, if not yes. just hitting their prime. I can't imagine. Yes. Like, And also, Washington is not the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Kansas City Royals going, hey, woe is us. We're not in a landscape here that we can afford to pay these players. If they did, mm-hmm. they would be sold out and continue to make the postseason, making extra bank with superstar players. It's not as if a player that you have is like, ah, oh, he just doesn't translate nationally. You had Bryce Harper. I mean, my goodness, it's crazy. It really is. It's, a, it's actually – they. <laughs> They have Bryce Harper, who just went on a World Series run. Again, they won a World Series mm-hmm. with the core. Soto's the favorite twin NL MVP. Trey Turner was, yep. is, is one of the best players in baseball. Scherzer, I'm pretty sure, is going to be 75 and still be fourth overall yes. in NL MVP or Cy Young voting. Like, not paying Rendon made sense, so do they get to celebrate that? Because Rendon hasn't really worked out for the Angels. The yeah. Nationals win total, by the way, 58 and a half. That's 58 and a half, Donnie. Man. Donnie, like 58 and a half. What do you want to do? You know, quickly. I give initially us, give me went to the Washington. Thing. I said to myself, like, let's go on. How can you go under 58 and a half? It's like staying under 114 and a half. Never happened. Ooh, last oh, night. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um. All right, final segment of the day for the early line Wednesday edition. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh is always powering through from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on the Sports Grid Network Series XM Channel 159, giving you the information you need to start your day. But as always, we always hand it off. Ben Stevens and the morning after and the rest of your sports grid day. So, so many topics to go through. A lot of fun talking about the NFL. Not exactly playing on the field, obviously. 
still in free agency mode, but where some of these quarterbacks are going to land with their contract statuses up in the air. Hopefully we get some resolution to that sooner than later. We're still looking forward to the final four and championship ending part of the season for college basketball. You know me. Come on, UConn. Help your boy out here. Get me paid on a couple of tickets here. But also, do you know what tomorrow is, people? We've waited a long time for this. But honestly, in the city of Philadelphia for myself, it feels like just yesterday Bryce Harper was walking off against the San Diego Padres. And also the Houston Astros basically walking off on the Philadelphia Phillies. But a long Major League Baseball season is upon us. But before we get there, I know the NIT played last night. You got to hear me out on this. Wisconsin, what? Listen up. You guys know us, love us, trust us. It's fun to break games down. Yesterday, we laughed. It was a 115 and a half as a total in the NIT semifinal between the Wisconsin Badgers and the North Texas, I don't know, Eagles, Hawks. What are they even called? Who cares? It's not the point. So let's take a look at this game in itself. It dropped to 114 and a half. You're saying to yourself, that's really low. But we know the joke is with North Texas, they walked the basketball up the court, even if they had a 2 on 0 fast break. But I got to tell you, I saw the score at the half, 41 to 29. You got to be kidding me, right? That was the halftime score, 70 points, well on your way to an easy, easy victory if you took the total. Quite frankly, if you just had Wisconsin outright in that one. The score final, 56 to 54? Are you kidding me? Wisconsin scored 13 points in the second half, which included the final nine minutes of the game. They didn't even score. Oh, take a deep breath, people. Hopefully you get better basketball this weekend in the Final Four. Ben Stevens is next. Keep it right here. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.